0: 419511025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scotland are still looking for a new manager. There's uncertainty about where our footballing home will be and now we're looking for a new chief executive as Stuart Regan stands down today. Elsewhere Craig Levine says players need more protection from Scott Brown. As you would expect Brendan Rodgers has hit back questioning why 16 year old Harry Cochran was picked in the first place. Alfredo Morelos is confused by the China speculation according to Graeme Murthy. That's as Rangers get past Fraserburgh in the Scottish Cup and of course I look back at the business done on transfer deadline day so so much to get through this evening but we want you to join us it's 0141 951 1025 I'm Gordon Duncan and here on a Thursday night as always Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are we both well
2: Brilliant going yep. forward to the show
1: Good stuff I'm glad you I'm glad you kept that <laughs> so So brief there That was a nice summation Of how you were feeling Thank you very much 01419511025 Have your say On any of today's big topics Uh, We're going to start With Stuart Regan Breaking news this afternoon That the Scottish FA's chief, Chief Executive Has decided to step down From the role After eight years in the job. Now the announcement came on the day of a scheduled Scottish FA board meeting to discuss the search for a new Scotland manager. Remember it's been about 10 days or so since Northern Ireland boss Michael O'Neill rejected an offer to take the role. So some of course may say that has been the, the final straw if you will. Stuart Regan said in a statement, while it has been tough I'm proud to leave having overseen a period of significant change and substantial growth following the MacLeish report in 2010 we are now at another staging point and I recognise that It is now time for further change So what do we think of Stuart Regan's reign And where do we go from here Let us know on the phones I'm going to bring in Roger Hanna On this These guys don't get nights off We always like to do some overtime Roger uh, To provide a bit of a a journalistic touch to this one Roger how are you?
3: I'm good Gordon thanks How are you?
1: Not too bad at all Roger Um, Given that you will have Looked closely at Stuart Regan's reign All all across his 8 years or so in charge Kick us off by telling us your your sort of reaction when you saw that statement drop into your inbox this afternoon.
3: Well, you touched on the SFA board meeting. Only the SFA could hold a meeting to discuss the absence of one key member of personnel and end the meeting with the absence of two key members of personnel. Stuart Reagan has gone after eight years. He was the man who was paid to make the big decisions at the SFA and he's paid the price for getting too many of the big decisions wrong in recent times Gordon um, I said at the time Gordon Strachan was sacked by him in October it was the wrong decision but listen I said they could go on and and, and try and make things better I thought he called it wrong with his treatment of Malky Mackay on the pitch at Pitaudry in November when before the man had the chance to take caretaker charge of his nation he told him he wasn't the running to get a big job it emerged at that point that he wanted Michael O'Neill fair enough Michael O'Neill had a decent track record but he put all of his eggs in the one basket with Michael O'Neill and ended up with egg on his face, Gordon, because he didn't get him and was then left chasing shadows. We're no closer to the appointment of a Scotland manager than we've ever been. And and you look back in his reign, he listed his achievements today when he left, but you know, there was no qualification during his reign. We now have no manager. Um, when Vauxhall leave at the end of the season, the SNP has no main sponsor. And that's important, Gordon, at a time when the Tartan Army renewals at fifty five pounds a head are, are due for renewal and people aren't falling over themselves to, to, to renew with that as well. And we don't even have a confirmed home for Scottish football beyond 2020 when the lease expires at Hamden. They, they narrowed it down. They, they rolled out Celtic Park and Ibrox this week, narrowed it down to Hamden and Murrayfield. But, but which one? And if we go to Murrayfield, how much will it cost? If we stay at Hamden, how much will that cost? And, you know, Stuart Reagan, people who say he brought the association into disrepute, I, th- I think that's, that's a bit much. But latterly... It wasn't enhancing the reputation of the SFE and the Blazers within the SFE. They don't like it when the scrutiny's turned on them. And I think it's only a suspicion, but I think they would be leaning heavily on Stuart Reagan to go today to deflect criticism from them.
1: Now, being in that in that position, Roger, you ultimately have to take responsibility for all of these things uh, that you mentioned. I wonder how much of an uphill battle it has been for Stuart Reagan, though, given that, as we all know, the Scottish FA is a members organisation, he has a board, and, and he's the chief executive, so he's the one that, that's there to be shot at. That's not me saying he did a particularly good job, but in that respect, it's easy to see why so much flack was directed at him, when it maybe, maybe not always... Um, was justified? Can you can you at least see that side of the argument?
3: Well, listen. When you look at a football manager, and, and there's Rodden and Dale and Mark Wilson on the show tonight, two guys who have worked in football management. Football managers, the success or failure of their reign, it, it's quite easy to gauge. It's gauged by results in football matches. How do you define the success or failure of, of a chief executive of, of a football association? Well, I would tend to think it's defined by the national team. Appointing the right manager who takes us to the finals, who, you know, appointing youth team leaders who take us to finals and, and, and do well and bring more players through. Um, the people counting the coins in Hamden OCH defined by bringing on board major big spending corporate backers. And it's about, you know, developing the game and you know, developing football for all, and by all I mean the supporters as well. We heard the supporters phoning in on the show on Tuesday night when you know the news, it was either Hamden or Murrayfield. There were so many complaints about Hamden, so many complaints about you know the way Hamden has been allowed to wither in the vine in, in recent years. And that's all on, on Stuart Regan's watch, if you like, Gordon. So, yes, if you... Look at the achievements he's listed in his own valedictory address this afternoon. He has done some good things for Scottish football. But I think people will remember him as a man who left, and the day he left, he left with no manager, no main backer on the horizon, no home for Scottish football beyond the end of this lease in a couple of years' time. And crucially... No major things, no World Cups or no European Championships on his watch.
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon D'Ale, does it seem like that the managerial search has been the, the straw, that the, the final straw, th- so
2: to speak? Yeah, I think so, Gordon. Um, I think that uh, Roger touched on a great point there about putting all your eggs into the one basket. And that's it, because he's not even it, there was no game plan after that. And uh, I think that's what really. Um, I think that's what broke the the camel's back. So it broke the camel's back, to be honest with you. And I think that Stuart Regan, I've nothing against the the man. I've met him. He's a very very nice man. Tried his best. After eight years, sometimes it just needs a bit of freshness. Now, what do we do? New chief exec comes in, with new ideas. New manager comes in. So, it it may be the timing may be right. Um, I know that everybody will look upon it, Roger was talking there about, you know, sponsorship and where have we got to play our football at is it Hamden, Murrayfield, the debate. We've got no one we've got a manager, we've no chief well we're starting from scratch again, really. So at least I think it's forwards now. And it'll be really interesting
1: to see who takes up that post. Uh, Roger I'll keep you on the line if you don't mind. Let's bring in Gary and Bayliston on this one. Hi Gary. Hi boys, how you doing? All right. Not too bad, Gary. What's your thoughts on all of <laughs> this then?
4: First of all, who was Stuart Reagan when they got this job? That's what I want to know. Who was he? Never heard of him in my life.
1: He was involved in cricket south of the border at Yorkshire, yep.
4: That tells you something, no. I mean, but we need somebody in this job that loves Scotland. You've got Walter Smith, you've got Gordon Strang. Look at the great Scottish managers we've got. I went to the World Cup in 1982 with Scotland and it was one of the greatest. Oh, I'll never forget it I mean what a great two weeks I had in Spain it was brilliant we never qualified but the atmosphere with the Scots fans was unbelievable and then they're talking about Hamden or Murrayfield we should be staying at Hamden. you I mean preserving with Scotland Czechoslovakia to qualify for the Royal Cup over 100,000 there. what an atmosphere this is just start and we should get all together and get that stadium up to scratch and just bring back the old days and bring back somebody who loves it to be in charge of the SFP, somebody. No, I mean, just, I can't say for words. I'm
1: words, sorry. No, I I get your point, uh, Gary. Roger, that, that's ultimately going to be the question, and it's, it's very early days. Stuart Reagan's probably not even cleared his desk yet, but we are going to have to look to the future, and y- you can see where Gary's coming from. People find comfort in a name that they've heard of, someone who knows Scottish football and all the rest of it, but at the same time, this is a chief executive of a national association. It's a a business mind as well That we're looking for So surely the net Should be cast far and wide Yeah
3: I would tend to agree with you Gordon I I understand the point Gary's making But You know It's an easy thing to shout Walter Smith Gordon Strachan They're not chief executives You know If Peter Lawwell Left Celtic tomorrow They wouldn't give the job To Danny McGrain Because he was a great Celtic player once You know If Stuart Robertson the MD at Rangers left tomorrow. They wouldn't give the job to John Gregg because he was once a great Rangers player. I think I think professional sport has moved on from there. I think the, the SFA will look for someone with a background in administration, a background in commerce, a background in marketing, someone who can bring money in but make the big decisions, decide on the National Stadium? Where are we going to play football? And and even more importantly than that, how are we going to fund it? If we stay at Hamden, who's paying for it? Can he get Nicola Sturgeon round a table with Glasgow City Council and all the stakeholders in Hamden and strike a deal that allows Scotty's football to stay at Hamden or go to Murrayfield and pay for that? Those are the key decisions. We need someone who can draw together a group of people, a manager, We've got a performance director there in Malky Mackay, who I understand is doing a very good job. But you know, beneath that, we need we need a football department capable of fulfilling Gary's ambitions of getting Scotland back to to a major finals again. I don't think this is going to be as simple as just getting one man. I think this is an opportunity to restructure the SFE in a manner which will benefit Scottish
1: football going forward. Uh, Let's be honest, Roger, we all sort of knew the way this would play out. There's not a whole lot of love for Stuart Regan on my Twitter feed at Clyde SSB at the moment, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, JJ Bird's got good riddance, that sort of thing. Um, MB says Regan's been pushed because it ended up a disaster for the game. All these types of comments coming in. Um, We've mentioned some of the, 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 the negative things that he had to oversee. If you were looking for positives from his reign, what what sort of things would jump out at you? Perhaps the implementation of playoffs, the pyramid system, the SPFL creation. I don't know. Um, it's a bit early to to really praise or blame anyone for Project Brave, but you know the performance schools that side of thing. Is there anything there that you would you would praise him for during his time? Um,
3: uh, listen, I think history will judge Stuart Regan down the line whether the performance schools are a success. I quite like the pyramid system. Um, I know financially. He's left the SFA in a decent position. Um, I think failure to qualify for these finals obviously has a negative impact on money coming in, but they're not down to their last 50 pence, Gordon. Um, you know, he, he will have won a few small victories and will go back down over the border tonight looking back on a few of those small victories. But I think, I think it's the big defeats that people that people remember. The failure to take Scotland back, to end that 20-year cycle of of missing out on the big finals. And and, and in recent times, the the saga over the manager. Gordon Strachan sacked October. Malky Mackay told, you're not getting it in November. Michael O'Neill turning it down in January. And here we are on the 1st of February. And with no idea who the next Scotland manager is going to be. And there's a couple of games next month.
1: If you look at some of the major, major scenarios that he's had to handle, Roger, the managerial search is the one that, that sticks certainly in the memory at the moment because it's the most recent. Uh, you go back even then to the start of his time, the referee strike, and then, of course, in the middle, uh, the Rangers' financial situation, which, for a chief executive like Stuart Regan, actually led to him being blamed by by both sides, really, because that that was such a uh, such a, a hot topic at the time, and still is. So, really, whether you are... Whatever side of the fence you're on in that debate You tend to think that Stuart Reagan did something wrong So in many ways it's Some people may say they're surprised that it lasted this long
3: Yeah, possibly I, I mean, Daz and Marco Tell you, football managers Tend to have a shelf life um, Players at certain clubs Tend to have a shelf life And I think nowadays chief executives do as well uh, When Stuart Reagan came in and I would bracket Neil Doncaster with with that as well when they come in they've they've come from jobs down south and you think these guys are only coming up to Scotland and they'll enhance their CV and they'll work here for three or four years and and they'll go back down south so for Stuart Regan to have done eight years I find quite remarkable Um, I thought he would have been gone many moons ago Um, it'll be interesting to see what level of applicant Comes for this job. Be interesting to see how the SFA go about filling the job. I think in the past they've used sort of you know City of London headhunters to to go and source candidates for, for positions like this. Did they do that? Do they, as as Gary Rikolau suggests, did they take soundings from the football fraternity up here? I, I, I don't know, but a bit like the manager. I think they'll have to start looking very, very quickly because there is fast developing a power vacuum at the very top of Hamden.
1: Okay, thanks to Roger Hannah. Thanks for joining us on the line, Roger. I will let you go and enjoy your evening thanks very much Colin. that was Enjoy Roger Hanna of the Scottish Sun on the phone lots of tweets coming in uh, Brian says get the job description correct then recruit the best man or woman for the job remove emotion from the selection no idea what a football man is and Blackburn Banter says get down the M8 and get Anne budge in place takes no prisoners proven track record in business ruthless someone to take the country forward Alan's in Rutherglen hi Alan hello there what are your thoughts on this Alan uh, I've got a
5: multitude of
1: things. <laughs> right keep it brief then
5: I'll keep it brief. First of all, <laughs> Mr. Reagan, those guys in Berlin get eight years and he get eight years and a job that he's well paid for. This guy should have been out the door years ago, mate.
1: Yeah, I did say, Alan, he's I wasn't I wasn't expecting a, a great deal of um, sympathy or, or farewell wishes for Stuart Reagan.
5: He's went through one calamity to the next. We've got a national stadium that's no fit for purpose. We're minus a manager. We've got other countries in the UK that's getting stadia about for them. We'll get Millennium Stadium in Wales, lottery funded, and UK government wide. We'll get Northern Ireland, get a brand new stadium, hundred and fifty million plus paid in it. Lottery grants and UK government aid as well. How have we not getting it?
1: Is that is that all Stuart Regan's fault, well It's Because I've also seen you know it's, it's people
5: not his fault, but everything that's been grown I know the state the stadium stuff is not really his fault, but everything that's been grown for the past couple of years has been Stuart Reagan's fault. That's calamity with Michael O'Neill for the manager. The guy was never going to take it in the first place. Who's going to come into a national setup like we've got to know? We need to we need to clear it for the tap downwards. We need to get somebody with a stature of Alec Ferguson in there when the, the chairman of the SFA and his right hand man, let's like soonest
1: Walter Smith But Alan, these guys aren't These guys aren't businessmen They were terrific In, in playing football And managing football teams But the Chief You know, if, if you're criticising Stuart Reagan for being unable To secure lottery funding Or sponsorship For uh, the national team Or whatever it may be Then I'm, I'm sure Those I'm aren't going to be Strengths of, of Alex Ferguson We're sitting are they? in
5: there We're sitting in there With guys I'm, not, I'm no undermining Some of the clubs Like Cove Rangers And other clubs Out with it And the Highlands Attract 600 folk a week They're in charge at the SFA and whatever else. Come on, we need to start moving with
1: the times. Mark Wilson.
5: 2018 and we're still living in 1918
1: times. Mark Wilson, let me ask you because, again, Roger mentioned it a lot. And the one thing that, from from a purely footballing perspective, because we can get into the politics of it all day long, we'd have to extend this programme. But the one thing that is a fact is that in Stuart Regan's tenure, we did not qualify for, for a major competition. But again, the question is how much of. Of the blame for that Goes to the chief executive Because of course There are players who take yeah. the blame Managers who take the blame Albeit he appointed the managers And so yeah. on So, But that's a, that is the bottom line If you're asking What portion
6: of the blame Lies on his doorstep He's a guy That makes the decisions On the manager So You know the, There was many calls on here For managers to resign Over those Those period uh, For Gordon Strachan to go you know, personally, I thought he, he should have stayed, which he did. Stuart Reagan obviously thought that, but he, he gets paid for making that decision, and a lot of a lot of fans out there would say he made the wrong decision, and he, he should have acted on it sooner. And you know. That was just one problem Roger touching it There's a whole list of problems That arrive at Stuart, uh, Stuart Regan's doorstep
1: I did promise a busy show And I am a man of my word I'm sure we can take more calls on this later on But let's turn our attention And hear from Craig Levine So had a real pop at Scott Brown today Brendan Rogers of course Defending Scott Brown as you may expect We're going to hear those comments And I'm keen to get your thoughts After the travel with Amber
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly
1: Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Let's hear from Craig Levine shall we Because... He's become quite outspoken in the last couple of weeks And he says that everybody should get more protection from Scott Brown He's talking about this clash with Harry Cochran So the 16-year-old Hearts midfielder was left nursing an injured collarbone He had to go off at Celtic Park during the week He's now going to miss the next couple of weeks uh, after a clash with the hoop skipper Now there there wasn't a foul given at the time Celtic went up the pitch to score actually uh, But Levine wasn't happy and he wants the officials to do more Let us know what you think of this
7: yeah, I was annoyed about that, you know. And I watched it back, and I think Scott had yeah, after the game at Towncastle when Harry bossed him. I think he he decided he wasn't going to let that happen, you know. I uh, know Scott for a long time, and he's aggressive in the in the way he plays. But is that is that a learning experience for, for Harry, or do you think? Yeah, yeah of course. Where's the age and you know his yeah. relative lack experience? He should get a little bit more protection
2: from, from from
7: referees. I think everybody should get a little bit more protection for Scott Brown, really. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll see What do we make of that?
2: Nonsense Absolute yeah. nonsense Which part in particular? Every part of it um, More protection from Scott Brown Yes Scott Brown's Been known to get A, a hefty tackle uh, That's what midfield players do Sometimes they get it right Sometimes they get it wrong Gordon. I've watched Celtic for Years for Super Scoreboard now And would I say Scott Brown's a Real dirty player uh, uh, Players need protection Not at all Um the I'll tackle, tell you what, but the tackle I, he's talking about Before we speak generally Let's think, talk about that incident think, I don't think he's got a case gone. I've watched it over and over and again Scott Brown As a midfield player Sees an opportunity To win the ball He wins it The referee's standing A couple of yards um, Next to him It's the way he lands On the young kid Now we don't want to see Any young kid We don't want to see Anybody getting injured But Scott Brown's got And I don't care who it is What, what team you play for I think He's got every right to go in and win that ball I think he wins the ball fairly Yes he lands on the boy The boy gets an injury But for Craig Levine to come out And say that And target Scott Brown As an individual I think that's absolute nonsense for a manager
1: yeah. well, Before we speak more generally Mark About Scott Brown or whatever else t- Give us your take on that incident in particular
6: Well I think the the ball was out of control I thought Scott had uh, Every reason to go for it I thought he, he challenged fairly for it And won the ball and Gordon said It's unfortunate How Then Scott's momentum Took him Into Harry Cochrane Who was on the ground And he's ended up injured But for the Harris manager To come out and say that And He knows Scott Brown He knows him well You know He managed him And to come out and say that It's a load of nonsense And You know Craig Levine's had a couple of comments In the last few weeks That I would think Is a lot of nonsense as well Um I thought it was poor Singling Scott out for that Especially somebody Who he's worked with before
1: I mean I know ju- knows I, The type of player he is I'm just kind of trying to play Devil's advocate here Is he just trying to pr- Protect Harry Cochran is that, Might that I, be the reason Well of course he,
6: Of course he's trying to protect him He's a 16 year old kid Who's been given the chance to, to play In a real physical league And he's going to come across Challenges like that Now if it was a A high challenge To his You know His knee with studs Going in You would go Yep he's got a point but if he's worried about a challenge like that Just now in Harry Cochran He's going to be worried for the rest of his career You know, or until he develops 21-22 So he's going to have to get used to that I, I, I mean, I'm sure the boy isn't complaining I'm sure he's, you know, disappointed he's injured But Craig Levine is going to get going to have to get used to that If he keeps playing him on the side
2: I think that looking at the other tackle, Gordon On I, June, June mm-hmm. I think that if Craig Levine had come out And had a little pop at Scott Brown for that one I'd have said yeah, fair point Do you I thought, think
1: that should have been a red card?
2: Yeah, I thought I thought that was a bit naughty And that's what I'm saying about Scott I'm not saying he's an angel Scott Brown's a very competitive player But over the years I think he's settled down a little bit um, He's a winner, he goes in, he makes good challenges And every manager in Scotland will tell you I want a player like him in my team um, That'll get the rest of the players fired up I thought the tackle in June was a bit naughty But Craig Levine never even mentioned that He's, taught, he's he's playing on a 16-year-old boy And I think that's wrong on the kid as well
1: Right, we've got a couple of calls to take on this subject But I think it's only right we get Brendan Rodgers' um, reaction first He hit back, of course, saying that there was nothing in that challenge He agrees with you too The Celtic boss then questioned Whether a 16-year-old should be thrown into a game of that size And insists that Scott Brown is not an overly aggressive player
8: Well, I would need to know on the, the, the aspect of which it was said I think that So it was... There was nothing in the tackle. You know, it was a they competed in the air. You know, the, the young guy was unfortunate that he's got his Scottish power. You know, and his strength, he jumps up, he wins the ball, and the young boy falls, and he, and he clearly falls awkwardly. Um, and there was in pain coming off. You know, you could argue should a sixteen-year-old be put into a game of that magnitude against a top, the the best team in Scotland. You know, and to that level of intensity game. But uh, the young player showed he could handle it in the game at Tyne Castle. Just an unfortunate incident. Um, But no, I don't think there's anything against Scott Brown on it. You know, if you actually look at the game, over the course of the game, the actual foul uh, count was more towards hearts. I think there's 21 fouls they made against R9. You know, our game, we had to be aggressive in the game, we had to have intensity. But that's how we play, that's a general aspect of. Of how we play every single game You have to earn the right You have to be able to fight And be hungry for the ball
1: And I think we did that on the evening Let's we'll speak to Jason in Steps Hi Jason Hi guys, how are we? Not bad, what's your take on this?
7: Uh, well, my point is uh, I heard this today And it annoyed me a little bit Because I was at the game uh, Against Hearts, And I didn't really think If anything it was probably more Brendan Rodgers has probably stole my thunder a wee bit So, what the time was, I'd looked at the stats today and Hearts have actually conceded 21 fouls against Celtics 9. Now, being at the game, there was probably quite several fouls against Hearts that weren't actually given as fouls as well because the referee played it on. So, I think the first point I want to make is, obviously, when when he's coming out and making comments like that about Scott Brown, I think he needs to look at his own team and see the foul count that he's done against Celtic. That's my first point. My second point is... He came out after the Hibernian game, and he came out and said that natural order had been restored. He's not come out and said that after the Celtic game, has he? Because in my opinion, natural order has been restored.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gordon, in terms of ju- in terms of basing things on the foul count, it's always it's always quite a difficult one because this is an incident where Craig Levine thinks should have been a foul and it wasn't. So you know, the, the foul count only tells part of the story, but I, I, I totally understand why and um, why Jason's bringing this up. Um, yeah. But my argument to this, Gordon, is simple.
2: Um, yeah, you can go tit for tat here and say, well, Hearts have committed so many fouls. Uh, Celtic have committed so many fouls. That's what happens in football. But but as a manager, and Craig Levine's been an international manager, you don't just call out Celtic captain as an individual, have a go at him for that tackle, when he's totally, he's totally wrong. He's 100% wrong in this. And you know, and Brendan Rodgers has come out. And where I'll disagree with Brendan Rodgers is, it doesn't matter if the young lad's sixteen. At the end of the day, that's not Brendan Rodgers' problem. It's up to Craig Levine if he wants to pick the kid to play in a game of that. Get back to years ago. We've got a guy that sits in a studio at sixteen, played in a Scottish Cup final, scored the 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 winning goal. So, I where I disagree totally with, with Craig Levine. I played against Craig Levine Craig Levine was one of the most Aggressive players And a very very good player Let me say um, That was going about I was there when the, the day And I don't want to pick on him The day when he Had a real Barney With, with his own player and More I than seen a Barney Well I was <laughs> there Gordon I seen the outcome of it so, for Craig Levine but then again, with his she,
1: experience, does, does that really come into this discussion?
2: Yeah, well, he should know better with your experience. You, you should yeah, know two better. Seconds, Jason. And you can't, if, see if I was a lad, Jim, I'd be saying to my manager, You're coming out and defending a tackle that was a right tackle, and unfortunately, a kid got injured through no fault of Scott Brown.
1: Why are you not protecting me? Just before I bring Jason back in What about this for a a theory Jim McLaughlin's on Twitter Says I don't think Craig Levine's done Harry Cochran any favours He singles the boy out Almost highlights him as being a weak Player needing protected And maybe made him a target now
6: Well that's what I said If he's worried about him just now And he's made an issue He's going to have it almost every week With players thinking We can get close to him We can you know rough him up a bit. I, I don't think that's a bad point You know Craig Levine coming out And almost saying Look he's 16 just take it a wee bit easy with this guy. He needs protection. Nonsense. If he's playing in that first team at sixteen, he should be able to handle and to the, be the fair, possession side. But the well, physical side. Craig Levine said that he bossed Scott Brown at Tynecastle. Yeah, so, so he handled
2: it. At he time handled cost. it then. Yeah. So Again, I thought that?
6: that was nonsense. I know the result, and Harry Cawthron. He played very well. And he played very well. To say he bossed Scott Brown—that's another dig at Scott Brown. Again, some days worked way, and I'm sure he's he had will. I'm sure he had respect for him at the time. But it's another. Craig,
1: Craig's one of these managers. Just let, let me let Jason back in if you don't mm. mind first, Gordon. Uh, Jason, keep it brief if you can. Times against yeah, me a little bit. Yeah.
7: So. The, the only thing I was going to say is when you look at Scott Brown and the dig that he's had at Scott Brown, if you compare Scott Brown to all the other midfielders in Scotland, Scott Brown has got an impeccable Discipline disciplinary record compared to a lot of other players in the in the league. And I think when you take that into account for club and country. I think saying something like that against is totally uncalled
1: for. Yeah, I'm not saying I disagree, Jason, but I think where Craig Levine would—that this is kind of Craig Levine's point—he's saying he gets away with it. You know, he's not talking about the number of bookings or whatever that he does receive. He's talking about the ones he should receive. Did you, you see the difference? And well, I, I, I'm not saying I think he deserves more. <laughs> I'm saying that's that's where Craig Levine's coming from.
7: You could say that about a lot of people though, couldn't you? It's just you can only go with what's been given and what's you can't talk about what's not been given. But,
2: but how it's does not... how does Craig Levine know that over the course of a season when he only sees Celtic or plays against Celtic four times, or, Ste- what, so how does how can he make that opinion? How can he make that a judgment on one player? I think I think Craig Levine's one of his managers. When it's going well, he likes to come out and stir it. When it's not going well, he'll go and hide somewhere and you won't hear from Craig Levine. Now up until I think was it uh, against Celtic, they'd went seven hundred and forty-one minutes without losing a goal. Well,
1: they lost at the end of the uh, Motherwell game of the uh, weekend. Yeah, but yeah, sorry,
2: sorry. Up until that point, and Craig Levine was out talking about his team, his young players, and, and everything about it. He goes to Celtic Park and he loses, and the first thing he does is come out and say, instead of saying what a fantastic run we've been on, the kids, the kids have been brilliant. He comes out and has
1: a pop at the Celtic captain. Nonsense. Stevie's in Paisley. Hi, Stevie. Hi how you doing mate
5: Not
6: bad
1: Hi Dad
5: how you doing How's it Hi wee man how's it going Gone wee man Wilson?
6: Wilson that's you
1: Hi right, Stevie I'm sorry Hi
5: I'm a Rangers man right And I will turn around And tell you I watched that Tackle on the television there And I'm a Rangers man Scott Brown done nothing Honestly Done absolutely nothing Now I know Scott Brown comes under A lot of flack But That was not a, a foul or nothing in my eyes No I don't Ma- know how you guys see it But I'll tell you Daz I'm not kidding you You hit the nail on the head Scott Brown done nothing wrong there
1: Mark What what do you make of the fact that Craig Levine Picked that incident Obviously it's because Cochrane gets the injury Gordon said earlier He actually thought the tackle From Scott Brown on June was worse Is that, that was worse. something you'd agree with? Yeah, it was worse
6: uh, Still, I, I don't think that was a red card I know some people are saying it's a red I think Do you say it was a red, Gordon? You say it could have been
2: I, I wouldn't been surprised If the referee had given his card. I, I think Brown that was that. a booking
6: Yeah, I, I would I would hold my hands up and say Yep, booking He went in um, Very quickly Lost control of the ball Yeah, so complain about that one But the, the Harry Cochran one Is a coming, that, coming together Harry Cochran didn't have control of the ball Scott Brown, again, was Perfectly entitled to go for it and want it fair and square, but again, I just feel sorry for the kid because he's highlighting like that. But it's the way Craig Levine his his comes across in his press conferences these last few times he said something controversial. They're measured, you know. It's not a quick answer. A journalist asked him, and he just fires it off quickly. You actually see him thinking about the answer and saying it in that very slow way he talks, and you always think, you almost think, was it prepared before he came on? Did, did they know the question was coming And it, I don't know why he does it You know Gordon's got his opinion But It's very strange for me For him to come out and say that
1: We're going to take more of your calls After the travel with Amber
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com. Download the app And score a tap-in Please gamble responsibly
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard A recap of the breaking news At the top of the show In case you missed it Is that Stuart Reagan Has stepped down from his position As Chief Executive of the Scottish FA After 8 years in charge He has decided to move on And it is time for a change At And We're taking calls on that A bit earlier on We've got lots more to come I want to get the Rangers fans opinions On that game in Fraserburgh Last night Alfredo Morello's situation uh, As well It's 01419511025 On the phones, uh, we are on Twitter At Clyde SSB, and, and guys I don't know If you've noticed now, if you're on Twitter That we now have um, the cameras here In the mm. studio, so sometimes if you say anything interesting Don't hold your breath, but if you say Anything interesting, sometimes a wee video Will then go out on Twitter, and I'm a bit worried about Mark Wilson tonight, Gordon, because um, If I can just describe it to you Listening at home, he's, he's, got, a big, oh. he's got a Nasty cut <laughs> yes. on on the bridge of his nose I, have. Um, I asked him how he got it And he said someone hit him with their Shuttlecock w- that was what he said Genuine sporting injury Definitely a, sh- a shuttlecock, shuttlecock yep. yep, Shuttle in front of and it, it yeah. and it hit you
6: right in the bridge of <laughs> <in> the nose <laughs> I did, yeah Had a game of badminton It looks like <laughs> a nasty be. one, doesn't oh, it? Why? I mean, Could you
2: aye. imagine being that? My nose
6: Both of these were at the net He, it, s- he smashed it Right off the bridge right. of my nose So yeah <laughs> Sore one That's Sore his one. story And yeah. he Disney is sport, sticking badminton. to it
1: Brian is in Pollock Hi Brian Hi, how are you there? How are you? Ah, no bad Sure point tonight?
9: It was just about Craig Levine's comments.
1: Mm-hmm.
9: I think what I took for the game last night was that if anybody needs protection, it's Kieran Tierney that needs protection for the whole Hearts team. Because it seemed to be every time he picked the ball up, there was somebody getting late on them. And there was one, I don't know, I don't remember exactly who it was, but halfway through the first half on the left-hand side, and he went in knee-high, Studs up And went right through Kieran Tierney The same as Ryan Bowman did A year ago Whatever It's disgraceful The treatment that he gets It seems to be Every team that comes to Parkhead Targets Kieran
1: Tierney Mark Correct correct me if I'm wrong um, Because Brian's got his theory I'm not saying I disagree completely But But do, do you think Kieran Tierney personally is, is being targeted Or is it just I, is it just a, a side effect of the fact that Celtic have the ball all the time uh, Tierney for instance is out wide Players might think they can close him down and, the, and then he shifts it on Maybe there is something more sinister But I was just trying to I, uh, I don't think so
6: I don't think there's anything more sinister I think it's the fact that Kieran Tierney is that good And that sharp with a ball That when he gets it He drags people out He's very good at dragging people in him. And then just taking that touch away, and his acceleration is exceptional. And that's that going to come. Have you watched the, the top players say Gareth Bale was very, at Tottenham very good at it? He would drag people in one touch by him, and he was away. And he got wiped out a load of times because sometimes defenders are just that yard too slow. But I don't think people are going out and saying, "Right, let's let's put three or four tackles into this boy, and he'll be quiet." I don't think that's the case at all.
2: I agree with you Mark um, Kieran Tierney will be delighted You two to have be, agreed quite a lot I think yeah. we should maybe start disagreeing no, Tierney, if you can Tierney will be delighted to hear That he's put in there beside Bale What a career <laughs> this boy's going to have But <laughs> I know I know where Mark's coming from I don't think they go and target uh, Tierney um, I, I think you touched on a good point as well Gordon As Celtic have so much of ball Especially at home uh, so they're going to be tackles As I said The minute Scott Brown's name Was mentioned The tip for tats Right in there Oh what about Tierney What about Scott Sinclair What about these uh, Every club can see it Every club can go And come on this phone And say well We played X ex- Last week And there was a few tackles Going in It's a, it's a contact sport You're going to have Missed time tackles I don't think there's a lot of uh, Really what you would call You know, dirty players out there That go to try and uh, uh, Injure somebody I don't think that happens in the sport I think everybody respects each other Yes, there's There are a bit of niggle in it That's part and parcel of the game And I I hate harping on But in my my time The centre half used to have Allowed one tackle at you. That's
1: very different, isn't it now?
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm. You're not allowed that. But in the old days, and I'm, I'm saying I'm a, a bit older newsboys. You, <laughs> <I knew, bit laughs> you knew, understatement of the night. You knew that the lights like, say, um, in a game, the centre half in the first minute, and the, the greatest shout was it's my first tackle
1: ref. Brian, I'm wondering though, just on on your theory, is it really does Kieran Tierney really get it worse than anyone else? I'm not saying that he hasn't been on the receiving end of some sore ones; he definitely has. Um, I mean, even if you look down south in the last couple of nights, I mean, what about Matt Phillips' challenge on uh, on the boy, the young sub who came on for Man City in the West Brom game? There's been there's been some horrors. It just seems to be that the players who move the ball the quickest, Brian, they're the ones that tend to be at the highest risk level. No, I can understand that,
9: and that's fair enough, players. If you're moving the ball quick on the ground, you might get tripped if somebody's coming in late, but you're not going to get catch studs in your knee the way he did last night. Mm-hmm. And if you're going in, if you're going knee high with your studs up,
6: you're going to hurt somebody. Well, like, again, I, again, I don't agree with that. I mean, sometimes the ball is up at that level. You know, a bad touch, the ball might, the ball might bobble up. Now, if the ball's in the deck... Right, okay Brian, I get your point If the ball's on the deck, in control And somebody goes in with their, their studs at the knee Then you're going to intentionally hurt somebody But most of the time You know, you see a challenge at like us Is when somebody's trying to block a pass that's bobbling about And then they catch a player And Kieran Tierney does get a lot of fouls against them. But if you look at Celtic's play And we're, we're saying they've got the majority of the ball Which they have But the majority of Celtic's play Then if you dissect that is down their left side If you watch them every game I, I, I don't I can't put a percentage on it But the majority of the play Goes through Kieran Tierney And Scott Sinclair Down that left side And if that's going to happen With the pace That they've got You're going to get fouls against you
1: uh, That was Brian in Pollock Let's speak to Brian in Sterling. Hi Brian
10: Good evening chaps How are you?
6: Not
1: hey, bad You
10: Right Okay I was at the game 3-1 um, 3-1 3-1 It could have been 8-1 if it wasn't for the goalkeeper. I thought their goalkeeper was excellent. But uh, for the sour grapes, and that's all I'm going to put it down to, is Craig Levine coming out in the press and saying today about young Harry Cochran getting hurt by Bruni. Bruni was the man of the match on the night. Bruni was international class on the night. And Bruni has been international class over the piece. Ten years, that boy's changed his, his game... Out of sight, again, under uh, Brendan Rodgers. He's kicked on again as if it was uh, possible. Brendan Rodgers, to his, uh, to his um, advantage, committed himself today with a, a dignity and class in what he said. Um, and the young boy, Harry Cochran, as Craig Levine had said, uh, had bossed Bruni in the 4 nothing game. Well, no, the game that so saw. Um, Hart's got a wee bit lucky. And they got a well done and a pat in the back From most of Scotland Including a lot of Celtic fans So for Mr Levine to come out With definite sour grapes On the um, Bruni incident I thought the one you'd, you'd have touched on The night earlier But what I want to say to Mr Levine Is if he's listening I hope you're listening Craig Because I did, today I looked at the fair play league so far The fair play table so far Hearts are bottom, 11 points worse off than any other team in Scottish, in the, in the SPFL. Celtic are top. So, for a team that's kicking its way into fifth place, some 26 points behind Celtic, by the way, it's a, an abomination for that man to come on. As a, and he's just embarrassed Hearts. He's embarrassed all the good work that Hearts have done because I'm, I've been on this this programme saying... Well done, Hearts, for, the, for the, what they went through and came back up the right way and done everything the right way. And Craig Levine makes an, a, a, a mockery of that, the coming out of match statement. It's a ridiculous thing. But a man in match, Bruni, has has done nothing wrong. And you you guys have said it tonight as well. Yeah. Celtic, Celtic are top of that league. Eight points in front of um, second place Hibs.
1: That's the fair that play table you, you're talking about, yeah? Yes, yes. Yeah, Mr. Henrik has uh, just sent me a picture of it on Twitter actually as well Uh, Listen, I I suppose it's It's more some of the words that Craig Levine's picked That you Mm -hmm. two are are taking objection to Is is that fair? Because I don't think Listen, every manager at times comes out And claims that the other team should have been punished for this, that and the next thing Don't they? We hear that all the time Managers see things very differently um, from each other But
2: But out of respect, Gordon Scott Brown's the international captain Craig Levine's being the manager of international, do you think team. that really should make a difference? Yeah, out of respect, I don't think you can come out and single out a single a player if he comes out and says, "Do you know what? I think Celtic made it very physical tonight." Fine, that's his opinion. The single players get singled you know, out you all you know the time, don't that, they? You know bro? what struck me when I heard it? When I heard it right away, I thought that sounds
6: like he's got a be problem with Scott Brown. I've almost now. I don't know if that's the case. Almost as if. Something's happened Perhaps between Them behind the scenes Or I don't know if Scott Brown Says something in the press That Craig Levine Hasn't liked I don't know But that's what struck me When he says the the tackle And then the bossing thing It seemed like that
9: Be- the Pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday
1: It is time to play Beat the Pundit We're going to look at Rangers game against Fraserburgh last night Hear from Graham Murthy On that game And this ongoing situation With Alfredo Morelos So get in touch With your thoughts on that But before we get to that it is time to register your interest to play Beat the Pundit I know lots of you like to try and take on Mark Wilson and Gordon DL If you fancy your chances, go and pick up that phone right now Dial 0141 951 1025 And you could play Beat the Pundit after the news
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag Please gamble responsibly
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're going to hear from Graham Murty. He's talking about the game in Fraserburgh last night and Alfredo Morelos. It's 0141 951 1025. Why not get in touch and let us know what you think? But before we do that.
9: Beat. The Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday
1: Let's meet tonight's contestant then for Beat the Pundit is Chris from Port Glasgow Hi Chris Hi pal. How are you? I'm not doing bad, how's yourself? Yeah, can't complain at all Chris I'm going to toss the old coin Would you have a preference if you could choose Gordon DL or Mark Wilson?
10: Uh, I'll take
1: Mark for a wheel from Darby, Oh, right. oh see, yeah, see, okay, uh, right See what the coin says But I like your thinking At least you've put a bit of uh, Thought into that one Heads it's Mark Wilson Tails it's Gordon DL uh, And it's actually well, Heads as It's Mark Wilson So there you are okay. You got your wish Let's give Mark some Clyde too So that no, he can't no, hear What we are no, no. Oh I see, oh, see hey, Very honest of him there Chris guy. He could have He could have just stayed And listened To your ah, answers then. So, Honestly he's the best part I like it? that I like that Right let's let's go for this again Now he's giving me the thumbs up He can't hear us Great Okay Chris It's 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit Okay Yep New Celtic signing Jack Henry Started his career with which Scottish club? Aula. Who did Barcelona face tonight In the Copa del Rey semi-final? Saval. Which side currently sit third In the Scottish Championship? Volker. Which PSG player did Spurs sign yesterday for 23 million?
10: Lucas Moura.
1: Scotland kick off the Six Nations at the weekend against which team? Ireland. Stuart Reagan has stepped down from which position at the Scottish FA? Director of football. Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back. He with us? Here? Yes. Great stuff already. Yep. Same set of questions to you. Okay. Let's get it done. New Celtic signing Jack Henry Started his career With which Scottish club Who did Barcelona Face tonight In the Copa del Rey Semi-final Sevilla Which side Currently sit third In the Scottish Championship Martin Which PSG player Did Spurs sign yesterday For £23 million Moussa mm, Scotland kick off The Six Nations At the weekend Against which team Wales And Stuart Regan Has today stepped down From the Scottish FA From which position Chief Exec. Okay. How are you feeling about that, Chris? Yeah. Nervous more
9: than anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, good, Chris. Good. Mm-hmm. It took you a while to get going, Chris. Let's go through them. New Celtic signing Jack Henry started his career with. Partic Thistle yes. one that, Honestly look how seriously He know, takes it That
6: was a tough one That was a tough one I to them Chris
1: he's actually He's punching the air and all sorts It's horrible to watch mm. uh, oh, one, well, one nil to Mark Wilson At the moment Who did Barcelona face tonight In the Copa del Rey Semi final I think you both went For Seville It's actually Valencia Which side currently Sit third in the Scottish Championship Livingston It is Livingston So it's 1-0 to Mark At the moment not, not a great start. Classic, that's what. Who one. did Spurs sign yesterday for 23 million? It's Lucas Mora, not Moussa oh, I don't know where you got that from. Oh, so Chris equalises.
6: Oh, did he get that? Done?
1: One all. Mm-hmm. Scotland kick off the Six Nations against Wales. Mark Wilson goes back in the lead. It's getting tense. And it's all going to come down to the last question then. Name Stuart, Stuart Reagan stepped down from which position at the Scottish FA. Mark said chief executive. Chris said director of football. And it was chief executive. So it was a a 3-1 victory <laughs> For Mark Wilson Hard lines Chris Oh lucky okay, Chris <laughs> <laughs>
5: honestly, Well back. done Chris See, We'll get you in
1: <laughs> Honestly Chris Chris Is a good loser yeah. he's, ha- he's gracious Very nice. Mark Wilson's laughing And punching the air Terrible. Honestly to Celebrate is... your
6: victories oh, well, yeah.
1: Unbelievable yeah. I,
2: don't th- I don't think We've been beat this year No nah. we've not
1: well, See, I'll tell you what, there's it's been a team game. the yeah, I'm doing it for him. There have been a a, a few of the pundits have been losing recently. No, it's on a Thursday. Not you two, no. Oh, yeah. no balls come in here on a Thursday. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, well, moving on, please. <laughs> kind of analogy. <laughs> uh, I think he's talking about the signed ball that, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that we I give. I understand
0: what you're talking about. Very yeah. uh, well good, done God, then. Uh, keep up, man. Yeah, please. I think we're going to have
1: to. I think we'll have to move on from that one, will we? Uh Yeah, I think it's for the best uh, Graham Murphy says that Fraser made it tough for his side at Bellsley Park last night he felt they should have done better though the Rangers boss also said He's finding it hard to be happy for Josh Windass, that's despite the forward bagging a hat-trick. I
11: thought they were very organised, I thought they worked extremely hard, I thought they knew what they were doing and played the conditions extremely well. They made it very difficult for us, so con- congratulations to them. And I, I thought overall that uh, they gave us some dicey moments. We, we knew it wasn't going to be easy, we had to pay them the respect of doing our job properly, and I only really kind of relaxed when we got the third goal, because I thought at any second a random chance element could have come into it. Uh, a referee decision... A stray ball, a, a clear and something. Something that just happens in the game. One of those footballing incidents that make managers go bald. I was kind of frustrated because we weren't really clean and crisp. But it was to be expected given given the circumstances and given how much they actually wanted to put on a good show in front of their crowd. I'm finding it quite hard to be pleased for him because I think there's so much more to come from him. I think that he, he makes... You get excited when he gets the ball and drives the people in the final third. I thought, I thought he spent the majority of his play too deep. And not actually affecting his opponent. Um, but when he did affect his opponent, he, he's destructive. Um, we want to see more of that from him. But I am finding it hard to be too down on him because he's scored three for us.
1: Rangers fans, what did you make of the game last night? Was it just a case of getting the job done and getting back down the road into the next round? 01419511025. And we're going to hear from Graham Murty on Alfredo Morelos in a second. So get in touch and give us your thoughts. Uh, Gordon Josh Windas goes home with the match ball. but Gary Morty wasn't too impressed with I, I
2: think the Rangers manager's been respectful to Fraserburgh. I thought Fraserburgh were hopeless going. Oh come on! I did. I thought that. I, I just thought. Give they, him a break. For, you. No, I thought they were. Uh, look, I've not been disrespectful. Um, I don't think they look well organised. Some of the some of the tackles uh, were incredible. It was terrible conditions. But it was
1: always going to be a mismatch, though. So surely, I know that. But but surely they did but, okay.
2: But for Graeme, no? Graeme to turn round and say, "There, look, like, I don't, I can't feel happy for, uh, you know, Josh Winder's hat trick." Right? It was a job well done, Gordon. You got to these Highland team. That's their cup final. Half of them are Rangers supporters. Half of them are Celtic supporters. You know, they're, they're all plumbers, electricians, and whatever. And well done to them. They had a fantastic night. But I'm
1: sorry, I thought they were shocking. Hold on a wee They're second. They're all and electricians. You don't need me to. oil rigs and Whatever. Honestly, who's been disrespectful now? Ah, it sounds, Hold on, it sounds that's like some him. Jobs. You don't need me to tell you that sometimes we teams get hammering off Rangers in the Cup.
2: Name one. Yeah, We were a big team, we were in the semi final. <laughs> And the cup final so Is that, well, that even that worse is then? Teams, is that even worse? Well you tell me last time Fraserburgh got to a semi-final Scottish Cup you're being harsh Final League Cup I think you're being harsh on them I think you uh. are Listen For a Highland League team They're great up there And they've scored a lot of goals And I wish them all The best in the world But To turn around and say You know I was a wee bit concerned about Maybe
1: I don't even think They had a decent shot in t- They were They were hopeless. You're a harsh man <laughs> <laughs> Let's speak to Martin and Boness. Hi Martin
12: Hi guys, how you doing?
1: Not bad Martin Bring some sense well, to this
12: I, Well I, I was going to um, I think Graham is just been a wee bit too harsh I mean you remember he he'd made six changes You had Haraday Who hadn't played for us For a long long time Hodson, I could tell you the last time He played a game for us We had Cardoso Who was in the game Who was lacking confidence anyway um, um, Amongst other changes I think 3-0 victory We half the squad Who hadn't played for us For a long while I'd take that any day
2: also, also, Martin Right uh, and let's not be kidded here, everybody that watched the game or uh, travelled up there to the game, and well done to them. I never sat at any point of the game and thought, oh, Rangers could lose a goal here or Rangers could be in trouble.
12: No, it wasn't hard to watch on the TV, but yeah, mm. I wasn't uncomfortable. With him. But then again, if you remember our champion uh, Europa League, um, lower league team embarrassment, then you can think it's not too far-fetched to think that they could have done something. But I wasn't under any um, no. And a course. lot
2: of a lot of people think because the conditions, the pitch, uh, obviously Rangers players are used to getting into decent dressing rooms in the Premier League. You know, but like us, when you go to these little grounds, you know, you have to get in, in twos and to get changed. Sometimes, you know, they're that small. Um, and did, did Rangers play well? Terrifically well. No, they didn't. But it was never going to be in those no, conditions, but they was it was it? Comfortable, Gordon. And I don't see any reason to come out and say, "Well, I was a little bit concerned. I couldn't be happy for Josh." Win. He scored a hat trick, and I thought the boy played really, really well and scored three goals. Doesn't matter who you're playing against. Match ball down the road, job done, and they play the mighty massive I club mean, of air. It, oh God, <laughs> that's what true. A game
6: that's going to be high. But if you're Josh it Gordon's right? You score a hat trick in any game. And especially when it's televised You know, it's getting beamed on sky Around the country
2: You're well chuffed with yourself And I thought he's finished The two finishes Apart from the penalty kick The two finishes I thought were terrific finishes I don't care what goalkeeper's in there Whether he's a plumber Or he's a professional football (laughs) player But you wouldn't have saved him There were two terrific finishes Early rounds of the cup
6: There's no doubt about it These games are, are... are difficult mentally to get up for. Of course, Rangers, team full of a stars paid X, Y, and Z international players, they should go up there and win. But it's the mental side of it you know, travelling up there, cold, wet, windy night, bobbly pitch, it's dealing with it. And if Rangers came away with a 1 0 or a 2 you know, or a scraped a 2 1. You'd be asking questions 3-0 Though it was easy And well done to a Professional job
1: Martin stay on the line I'll get your thoughts on this Because Alfredo Morelos Was obviously left on the bench Last night Graham Murthy claims That all the speculation That's been going on Has confused the player but he says he does have big plans for the striker going forward.
11: Obviously, their transfer window closes later than ours, but we have to make sure that we protect our squad. We just have to make sure that Alfredo understands our position, that we're not trying to derail anything for him or his family. We're just trying to take care of him and the club at the same time, and we believe we can do that. We believe we can get him to the next level with us. And It's down to us as a club and me as a manager to make sure he feels loved by us and respected by us and that we're taking good care of him. It's quite challenging, actually, because he's, his English is about as good as my Spanish, but we've got our translator with us, and, and, and we've conveyed our, feelings He's conveyed his feelings to us And he's hes confused at the moment There's loads of stuff being written There's loads of stuff There's figures being bandied around That would turn anyone's head How real they are, I'm not sure But it, it's, it's almost designed to confuse and unsettle And we just have to make sure he understands our position That that we want him here with us If he's sold, then it means I've it Other than that, he won't be going
1: uh, Martin is still on the lines, a Rangers fan What are you making of all this, Martin?
11: I think Morales is just
12: coming in for a bit unfair criticism. Um he's our top scorer, he's our top scorer in the week with 15 goals. Um and don't get me wrong, eight million is, in my opinion, probably quite a bit overpriced for him, but to be honest there's no other club that's going to pay that kind of money. But if we'd taken the eight million with the transfer window shutting, we wouldn't have been able to brought someone in at all. Um it would have been a rush job and we would have been left without our top scorer and having all the pressure being put on Cummins who's only just joined us. Um, I don't doubt for a second that Cummins will get some goals, for us, but to make him the focal point of our attack at that kind of early stage is a bit unfair on him. Um, I'm happy with Keith Morales, just similar for the fact that he's doing the job for us just now. Um, in the summer, when we've got more time, and someone still wants to offer that kind of money for him, fine, do it then. But not just now.
1: Uh, let me ask you two about this. It's become you'll have noticed a favourite pastime: arguing about this bid on Twitter. That's not really the road I want to go down because we've been there for the last couple of nights. What I am talking about is specifically what Graham Murphy has just said That however much of this speculation is accurate Whatever it is that's going to happen It is confusing Alfredo Morelos, he says Um, In that respect, the Rangers have a problem there Or will that something that will get ironed out? I think it will get ironed
2: out Um, It goes back to, there was a case with Dumbelli as well And I said at the weekend, Gordon um, This boy is a good talent um, you don't become a bad player. Yeah, they're young. Sometimes your head gets turned a little bit with uh, other clubs coming in showing an interest. And as Graham Murti said there, and you remember you've still got. I think the the transfer deadline in China is twenty eighth of February, yeah. round about that. So you still get that if if the right offer comes in for them. And I don't know, and I'm not getting involved in the you know the eight million, six million and stuff. Like, if the right offer comes in for them, every player at every club. Has got the value Now you, you don't know If you can take into consideration Are there sell-on clause For these other clubs You know what's the percentage of that Because sometimes usually When you go to another club That's the first thing Put in a contract We don't know that are, are Rangers If it is the club in China Are they holding out for more money Because we know there's a lot of money In that league So they might just be saying, well, hold on a minute here, we'll sit to the 28th of February. I'll be interested to see if he's still here. But what the boy has to do now is, it was a good opportunity to leave him on the bench the other night because they were never going to lose a game anyway. I don't think he'll leave him on the bench against Hibbson Saturday at Ibrox.
1: Um, Mark, because Graham to himself there, and I think to be fair, before anyone jumps on I think he was talking about the wages. He talks about the money that's on offer to Alfredo Morelos, and he said something along the lines I appreciate I'm paraphrasing. You know, we don't know how true some of these figures are. Yeah. I think he's talking about the wages. You can understand if these figures are being floated around, whether he's reading them, whether he's been told about them. You can understand why he's, he's at least yeah. having his head turned. Yeah,
6: well, I was just going to say to Gordon there, I don't think it will be ironed out that smoothly. I mean I think if Morelos Is sitting there And his managers Come in and says He's confused And I read the other day um, In one newspaper It was Was at 27,000 After tax He could be getting Well I think that's you, what you know, I think, think that's what Graham is referring to When he yeah. says It
1: remains to be seen How accurate These figures seen. are
6: But the boy Will be reading that Or he'll have someone Informing him about that His agent May know Even more His agent May know For a fact That he could get that And be telling him things so would he be sitting there going, "No, I'm quite happy to stay here." Of course, his head's going to be turned. You know, he's a young player who's came to this country, and you've got to say he's been a success over the last what six months, seven months. Have he's top scorer in the league? So you he's, don't think he'll success. play? In,
2: you don't think he'll play in Saturday? No, I'm not saying that. I what says, are you
6: saying No, I'm saying uh, he will play on Saturday, but till the end
1: of the month, will he? Will he be? Will yeah, he be of happy? Will. will Graham? Uh, Graham? Will Jason Cummings go back and sit on the bench? Uh, probably, but when, I, th- I think there's a great opportunity to
6: give
2: Morella to.
1: Will like
6: he be happy? Will he be a happy player? Going on the pitch? I mean, you, you know, you see the pictures of him cuts a lonely figure sitting on the bench. That's all about nonsense. Easy to get that picture, yeah. You. yeah. But if you know you can, I don't know, double treble your wage somewhere else. He's a young player. Of course, he's going to be interested in that. So it's up to Graham Murray to keep him
1: happy. Um, and what way Rangers can do that? I don't know. Right, it was a fairly busy transfer deadline day. When we were on air last night, we were waiting for some of the dominoes to start falling, things that had to uh, go one way for other deals to happen, the merry ground starts to turn. That's what we love about transfer deadline day. We're going to hear from new Celtic defender Jack Henry. He was one of the last moves confirmed last night. And that brings us on to, I suppose, a topic of discussion for everyone. What did you make of your team's deadline day? Were you happy? Were you disappointed? Let us know. 01419511025. That's coming up next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with ladbrooks.com. Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And it's about time that we got these two a full time teaser. We're going to hear from Jack Henry soon. And I open this out to fans. Of all clubs It was deadline day Last night I want to know What you made Of your deadline day Business Were you happy Did you get everything You wanted Did you hope for Something more And what about Your business overall In the transfer window How satisfied were you 01419511025 And if you'd rather Get in touch on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB As well This one This teaser has been Sent in by Dale Handley So thanks to Dale For sending it in Quite simple He says Who are the 10 Loan signings Made for Celtic By Ronnie Dyla and Brendan Rogers. Who are the 10 loan signings Made for Celtic By Ronnie Dyla And Brendan Rodgers Missonda Aye Am-
2: Yeah
6: mm-hmm. Yeah
1: Anyone else? Patrick Roberts <laughs> Roberts Okay
2: <laughs> Do you call him? Uh, Papad Roberts Patrick Pa-pa- Roberts Pa-pa- Is that I was trying I was trying to, was trying to- <laughs> get <in> dead quick <laughs> there right.
1: I'll right. take one more so at the moment
2: If you've got one uh, Oh hold on a minute Um
1: only we'll Dyla sign. No he's not one ah, but It's Dyla and Rogers. Yes Dyla and Rogers. Who did they sign on loan 10 players You've already got 2 You've got Roberts and Masonda. Denier
2: Who's who Denier who, uh, Jason
1: Denier, yeah, good denier. Yes well done yeah. Good shout Okay you've got 3 out of the 10 You're making good progress So far uh, Let's take a call Shall we Let's speak to Thomas Susan Killsythe Hi Thomas Hi Gordon What did you make of your transfer business then Thomas You're a you're a Celtic fan obviously Deadline day last night What did you make of it?
10: Well I'm glad we got uh, Jack Hendry Because I think he's a, a, a good good talent I think He's he's obviously He's, he's tall And powerful I hope uh, But my point I've got two points First points on Craig Levine's comments About Scott Brown Gordon right,
13: I okay. just
10: think it's absolutely ludicrous for, a, for Especially for somebody Like Craig Levine To come out and say that it, it, I had. I was talking Obviously it's one of the Single Harry I and mean, the boy's 16 But it was a nothing tackle He got the ball I, I just I just feel it was absolutely shocking The comments made by living.
1: Um Thomas is sort of sharing the, the opinion That you guys had earlier on in the show Don't want to recap too much But uh, that's something that you guys went along with Yes, that it yeah, was a, a fair agree. challenge Man. That one certainly
2: I, th- I thought it was, Gordon And, um, you know, I've watched it over and over And I still can't understand what Craig Levine's comments are all about um, I know the young lad went off with an injury But it was a—it's one of these injuries It was a freak injury Scott Brown as a captain As a midfield player at Celtic Has every right to go for that ball He won the ball His team went up the park And scored a a, a very good goal So unfortunately for a young kid to get injured And I can't for the life of me Know what Craig Levine is having a go at Scott Brown For that tackle and once again, I, just to go back to it, I, you would have
6: thought that Craig Levine and Scott Brown had some sort of relationship, you know, from being international, um, uh, you know, working under them there. And it just seems like it was a wee pop at him, which... I don't know if there's something Underlying here. But it was poor anyway A poor comment nonetheless uh,
1: Thomas kicked off actually By talking about Jack Henry Says he was he was quite happy With the signing of him Let's hear from him He says he's in the perfect place To improve his game After a deadline day move From Dundee Henry previously played down south Before moving to Tayside And admits it was probably a mistake To make the initial move Now he says working with Brendan Rodgers at Celtic That he is raring to go
13: It was a bit of a frustrating time But always believed in my ability I always know where I could go so I think when those times are hard, you just got to believe in yourself, remain positive. If I said maybe if it would happen, it's quick. Maybe not, but eh, I definitely think something like this would happen. Eh, but obviously, the quicker it's happened, the better. So, yeah, really yeah. pleased. The international stage is obviously where I want to play, and I fully believe that I can can do it, but it's obviously up to me now to show that I'm capable of doing that. Eh, and there's no better stage than doing it, eh, except at Football Club. Yeah. Obviously, it's a... a a great squad here. Uh, what they've achieved recently it has been amazing, setting all those records and stuff, so it's not going to be an easy task but I'm definitely up for it. There's a lot of experience here, uh, there's a lot of boys to learn off of and the coaching staff as well so it's really a perfect environment for me to come in, learn my trade and kick on. Yeah, It was a massive attraction, obviously, to come here. style still the player I feel that it really suits my game and hopefully that will complement the team as well, so it was a perfect fit really, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interest, I think, from down south as well, but to be honest, there was only one place that I wanted to come, and that was Celtic. Uh obviously the coaching staff, the squad, the facilities, the fan base. I mean, it ticks all the boxes for me personally. So there was a lot of interest, but there was only one place I wanted to come. Right,
1: come on. It doesn't matter what team you support, you must have thoughts on deadline day, the transfer window, were you happy with what your team did or were you not? What did you need that you didn't get? 01419511025. Thomas was pleased there with the signing of Jack Hendry. We've just heard mm-hmm. from him. Gordon, what do you make of that as a signing? It's one that we've sort of known has been in the pipeline for a while and it finally got done last night for everyone who was staying up late to try and uh, see the confirmation coming through. Well, it's a position that a lot of people
2: have been talking about recently, Gordon, is the centre-back situation. Um, obviously, he's he's a little bit short there with one or two injuries. Uh, Boyata's come in for a little bit of stick. Um, playing it right back at the weekend Lustick's come in for a bit of stick as well I think he's a he's a terrific young player Uh, the one thing I do like about him he's a bit like Agar Uh, Agar sorry he he steps from the the back into the middle of the park and he's good and confident with the ball at his feet and he can make good passes whether he'll get straight in I don't know I think Brendan Rodgers will just ease him into the club because As a young lad was saying there That's the place he wanted to go It's a big club The surroundings The the facilities The manager The coaching staff The players that he's going to play with I think he'll be eased into this team But I think he's a very very good signing for the money
1: I mean Mark For a signing between two Scottish clubs It wasn't cheap It was a record fee for Dundee Dundee confirmed that So we know that it's well above a million pounds So clearly highly rated He's got a lot of attention recently A lot of praise Jack Henry what sort of level are we looking at I mean for instance is, is he ready if needed To go straight in and play against Zenit
6: Look I don't think he'll have to bide his time That long If I'm honest So you think he could Zenit, go and play against Zenit Zenit I'm not too sure a bit too soon It's a big gamble You know because Brendan Rodgers I listened to him today um, Saying that He's brought him here because he thinks He can play Champions League football There's no doubt he needs a bit of time To, to find his feet uh, at his new surroundings So Zenit might Just come a bit too soon To be pitched into European football When you've never experienced it It's a totally different Game than playing uh, Domestic football In terms of league though You're right it's, It
2: wasn't a cheap So Who do you, you think his partner Will be there Mark You know, you know I like, Selken,
6: uh, I Look I like Ayer At the back yeah. But then you You go Is it wise to put Two young centre-halves in But then you think Well, they're good enough And they're aggressive enough And they play the way the manager Likes his centre-halves to play For example, stepping in with the ball Two of them have got pace Strong Well, why not play them? So, I don't think He'll have to bide his time That much And I know it's silly See when you get handed a shirt number But just for me Handed the number four Shirt you know, we statements like that. Massonda's
1: 67. Does that mean he's nowhere near the he's first off? Yeah, uh, he's at the back
6: of the queue. <laughs> but, you
1: know, uh, were i What number are you twelve, 12. 14, 12 so I was just outside <laughs> the starting 11 there. Um, if you look at the second half at Firhill last week and um, the game against Hearts, might we see more of a switch to three at the back from Brendan Rodgers? I think that's something he might do more often. He's done it in the past. He's done it recently. I just wonder now with the got, defenders he's he has, at disposable. Yeah, he's got the disposal, should I say? Um, if you think it's something he may do more I think often, so
6: yeah, I think when he's got these guys, um, we've seen it before where he goes to the, the three and he goes four in front and he, he, he then lets the attackers go and have a go uh, when he he thinks it's a game that he's going to have so much possession. And it's worked out great for him. None more so than remember Petodri, where Celtic went up there and they and played outstanding out in that system. So now he's got another one in. Yep, yeah, that gives him every option to play that way. Um, but I think I think this boy won't have to sit in the bench too long or sit in the stands too long. I think he'll he'll find himself having a lot of game time. Plus he's played a lot this season, so it's not as if he's he's one for the future who's sat in the bench and came through development. And we'll see how he gets on. He knows the league. And he's aggressive Brendan Rodgers spoke him up He's quick He can deal with the strikers In this league But if you're chatting About European football I think it might be early Brendan Rodgers might have had Other ideas so.
1: Okay keep your thoughts coming On transfer deadline day What did you make of the business That your team did There was lots going on Last night Wasn't there a few things That had to uh, fall into place I particularly liked All the, the dominoes That had to fall With Scott Bain uh, Coming back from <laughs> from his loan spell To Hibs He hadn't even played For Hibs yet Back to Dundee So that he could go to Celtic yeah. Scott Allen going from Dundee to Hibs Obviously he his parent club Is Celtic as well There was so much To consider Graeme Gunnion's a Rangers fan On Twitter Very happy with the way Rangers went about Their business John Paul Monaghan Happy enough with Celtic's business Kept our squad intact Added quality and experience In Missonda And compare Great prospects Morton and Hendry As well Will have come out Of the window stronger uh, And a Sammy McFarland Jim Duffy won't be happy He says Not a very inspiring window From Morton I was hoping that Jim Duffy was on your show A day early Because he had a busy Deadline day lined up But alas He didn't they were, I'm sorry Sammy You'll have mm-hmm. to take it up With Jim Duffy In the meantime Ian is a Celtic fan On the line from Greenock Ian Sum up Celtic's Hi. Transfer business for us then
14: uh, Fantastic Gordon I've got a couple of Got a couple of points If That's I can fair. get them in mm-hmm. um, Good evening Mark and good evening Gordon Hi Ian um, What a transfer uh, Window Um well was at the two the two boys that I've been mentioning to my friends for the last six, seven months, um the two of them are parkhead now, Charlie Massonder and young Jack Henry. And uh, so we we think we paid about one and a half million, Gordon. It's a a dundee record, uh, for for them. Um Charlie Massonder for eighteen months we we paid three hundred thousand for young Lewis Morgan, we paid about a million point, one point two million for Marvin Comper. and we brought Scott Bain back to the club. Mark, can you help me here? Is Scott Bain an ex Celtic goalkeeper? Um, nice. No, but no, Scott, Scott, Scott Fox was it Scott Fox? Scott Aye, Fox, yeah. right. But anyway, at that transfer window, we brought five players in. Four of them are youngsters. Good goalkeeper. Three youngsters. Twenty-two. Twenty one and twenty and we brought on a bit of experience. He's back in training, Marvin Compa. Uh let you guys tell me what you what you think about but the Five, I think it's it's looking good for Celtic and it's the best I've ever seen them playing this season it was in Tuesday night, minus four or five players.
6: listen, the the signings I think are are very um have been very good. Um Jack Henry, I like the look at him. Marvin Comper. I'll be honest, don't know much about him, but Celtic supporters have been calling out for an experienced guy in there, and he certainly adds that. Um Scott Bain, I actually like Scott Bain's a goalkeeper. I think he's very good also. I think he's obviously came under um unfortunate situation at Dundee. Um Lewis Morgan, plenty of talent comes through. But Charlie Masonda is the one that I seen glimpses of him the other night and his wee flicks and tricks is someday that's really gonna light up yeah. um the, the the stadium. And that's that's what it's all about. You know, go to Celtic Park, that's what fans pay to see. You know, it's it's great winning, but they want to be entertained and he's certainly a player that can do that. Um and you pair him with Scott Sinclair and Patrick Roberts and guys like that, and you've got a very very exciting uh, Frontline
2: Do you know You talk about The players Mark That's come into Celtic And added to the squad And everything like that Just looking at Celtic Recently A player that looks like A, a new signing for me Is Cham In the middle yeah, of the yeah, par yep. I think he's been Absolutely terrific <laughs> yeah, I, And he's he's starting to grow into going Scottish game Just grow into And, him and, and he's, he's he, You know Brendan Rodgers As I say And he might be the same way. Uh, Jack Henry He might just ease him in Cham all of a sudden looks a different player He looks a real top quality player And it's like having a new sign
1: for Celtic with him I think Do you have another, another point? point Ian just before yeah. we have to move on Go on then Yeah, yeah just
14: because just you're busy uh, Gordon uh, The other point is Comparisons to two centre forwards that I'm going to talk about in Gordon you probably know who I'm going to talk about here One's Celtic, one's Rangers uh, Moussa Dembele He's been out injured Over this season Maybe three months of the season Mm. And Morelis Okay he was injured for two weeks There's no comparison um, And Okay he's a top goal scorer Morelis But Rangers couldn't afford Two million pound To pay for Jamie Murphy And they're going to turn Eight million pound down If that's the case In my eyes He's not even worth eight quid He's a good player But he's not worth eight quid
1: Just to be clear clear, Ian I'm just asking you this Do you know for a fact Rangers couldn't afford £2 million Do you know that's what it was?
14: Well, listen oh, I've, listened, I've looked at all the, all the, all the different media uh, Gordon And the boy The boy was coming to sign a three and a half year deal mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he miss He's not on flight to go to Florida He goes a day late he's, The business doesn't get done after midnight And he's flying out the next day So it's went for a three and a half year deal To a six month loan deal where or An option to buy Gordon
1: That's just an assumption then That's that's, all, is, that's an assumption you,
14: yes okay. But Jamie Murphy Jamie Murphy Is a boyhood Ranger supporter now, I'm a Celtic supporter But I'm a football supporter As well he's, He he has a good addition But He doesn't know If he's going to If he's going to sign Permanently At the end of uh, the end of the season
1: Well I think the story at the time If you remember Ian There was this guaranteed Fixed fee in place Wasn't there So that's certainly the plan Listen Ian I agree with you That things are not always That straightforward in football But that certainly uh, Is the plan At the moment Just as actually Ian uh, Made some good points About Celtic early on Then sort of um, Brought up the Rangers side Of it with Jamie Murphy Before we do move on because no Rangers fans really got mm. got in touch on the phones to see what they made of their business overall, Gordon. It was, a, it was a quiet deadline day, but what about the business overall now that that's come to a close? Yeah, I think Rangers um, were very active in the, the transfer market. Obviously,
2: the loans have come in, good experience. Guys like Jamie Murphy, who I think will add a lot to, to Rangers. You've got Jason Cummings fighting for his position up there because it looks like uh, Green Murphy might just go with the one striker. And if Morelos is... His heads back on it again. I think he will definitely start against Hibs, but it'll be interesting because you get the little bit of extra spark with Cummings having you know made his name at Hibs. So I'll be interesting what he does at the weekend. Um, I think, I think Rangers have added good strength to their squad, Gordon. Um, they get a good result. Um, in their first game against Aberdeen, a uh, difficult one against Ross County. she have been really out of sight before. The last, what, 15, 20 minutes, Ross County come in a little bit, um, cruised through Fraserburgh. I think it'll be a big test, because uh, I watched Hibs against Celtic last week, and they're decent at the back, decent in the middle of the park. They didn't have uh, any firepower, and Neil Lennon's went out and addressed that. I think it'll be a terrific game at Ibrox. And so.
1: Thomas is giving the teaser a right good go on Twitter. Hugh pick, he's picked out one of the difficult ones, saying, do you think the guys will get...
13: And then Who you is name,
1: it no, no, I'm not, I think I'm going to fall for that one What Edouard. have you got so far The, tine loan si- the 10 Edouard. loan signings Made for Celtic By Dylan and Rogers. Odds Edward Is one yes yeah. So you've got Denier Roberts Edward Massonda Gadetti. Gadetti, Well done Bain. Bain. And Scott Bain So you're getting there yeah, Plenty I've, got, of I've time. got a
6: hard one oh. I think it's a hard one
1: <laughs> I'll decide Bill. Tonev Oh, good oh a good shout Alexander Tonev I've, I've got a harder one than that what? You 've got Oh, please hurry up. Blackett. Whoa, oh, Taylor Blackett, by the oh, way. You two are absolutely <laughs> flying. Only two to go. We'll get two. the answers to the teaser after these.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon D'Ell are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and they are stuck. They're stuck on Dale's. Full time teaser Dale Hanley Sent this one in We're looking for The 10 loan signings Made by Celtic When Ronnie Dyla Or Brendan Rodgers Were in charge They've already got Some hard ones They've got Tonev Denier Gadetti Blackett Roberts Edward Massonda And Bain mm-hmm. So you're looking for Two more It
2: You've must just... be Dyla's Loan signings
1: We've got all Brendan Rodgers now Right so who do you think They are You got any any names Call wasn't was he alone? Nope. he was a short term dealer. He wasn't alone.
2: Dyler had six in his team at one time, didn't he?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, he did. So it must be him. We're, we're on We've now narrowed it down.
6: It's got to be
2: done. Right, we've narrowed it down. <laughs> Good
1: work. Fair play to <laughs> Simon about. Pettigrew. He's on Twitter. He's, he got picked, it? he's picked the ones that you've missed.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Come on, Simon. Tell us.
1: Hmm.
2: Nothing at the moment? Uh, Blanks all round? I think we might need clues
1: in this um, I'll think about it How does that oh, sound? Oh, oh, oh you got something You're oh. waving your pen
6: Wait a minute The Hurry boy up. The Norwegian guy Scored in the European qualifiers in- the in- one. In-
2: Joe Berger What do you call him? Berg? What's his name? Joanne
1: gave Berget I'm raging you got that one
2: I'm
6: on fire I am
1: absolutely (laughs) raging you got that one Because that's tough So you've got one to get Plenty of time to get it me, I'm out You can get the last one Before we speak to Greg and Solcoats Let's round off our chat about the transfer deadline day I'll open out a bit more in general terms Talk about the transfer window Pick a bit of business that that impressed you I, I, I maybe can't Convince you to choose Just one I'm sure there have been A number of uh, Bits of business That you thought were good But who, who do you think
2: Ah uh, got uh, The best bit of business In the trans Well not The best bit of business If you know what I mean here <laughs> No I don't know what you mean Was <laughs> Us lo- not losing Trevor Carson Oh you, you and your mother old Fan uh, friends Are happy I to was, keep the
1: goalie Gordon
2: I was Over the moon I In was, the social I was, club celebrating. I was panicking Yeah was <laughs> in the fur Park Club
6: that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eh uh, Going back to our chat a few weeks ago, Stephen Naismith still, yeah. you know, get get him up here. that's on a lot of money, you know, the hearts went for him. Ambitious, got him. Um, but guys like Niall McGinn, I think, going back as well to Aberdeen, familiar at the club. Adam Rooney at,
1: just looks delighted to have someone back who's going to put crosses nah, into I'll the box. Look at doesn't
6: the goal he? They last night, puts it across exactly what Adam Rooney wants. go again, and. Uh, and I, I mentioned for Scott Allen Now it's somebody his career stumbled along But he's back at a club that he's familiar with With a manager who
1: is pretty firm That I know might just be what he needs to kick start his career again You mentioned Niall McGinn and Adam Rooney Well it was Ross County 2, Aberdeen 4 last night So a convincing win which moves Aberdeen back into second Albeit having played a game more than Rangers Kenny McLean get 2, Adam Rooney get 2 Let's hear what Derek McInnes made of it
4: I was really pleased with our work, you know, um, although with some very good results up here, I've never at any point thought it was, um, it's never been comfortable or easy um, and we have to work for everything and I thought the movement from that front four was terrific, um, but we were uh, hands down on top of uh, the game and we got the goals that were, were, were dominate, dominance, um, showed and uh, really pleased and at half time we just wanted to make it sure it was uh, not no dramatic second half it didn't need to be excitable um, we stressed the importance of doing the right things and I thought we came out in the second half and just controlled the game I thought um, really pleased I thought Kenny McLean was outstanding from start to finish and I know he gets his goals and that will highlight the performance but I thought he was great
1: being that midfield controller for us and then not a great deal in the game at Easter Road but Hibs obviously getting the three points uh, in the end, always good when a debutant striker scores um, Up the other end, I suppose, if you're looking for signs of encouragement From a model perspective, Gordon Curtis-Main Another goal, that's 3-3 three and three for him With all these question marks about could he replace Louis Moult uh, So that was a tight one at Easter Road Hibbs coming out on top
2: Yeah, it was always going to be difficult, Gordon And, um, you know, even in the Saturday against Hearts When they got the late equaliser And to go through Easter Road Always got to be difficult Because as I said, I was quite impressed with Hibbs against Celtic especially second half I think they've got some decent players lack a bit of firepower as you said uh, Curtis Main, very
1: impressed uh, he's a worker and he's doing very well Right Greg's and Solcoats he's been hanging on quite a while and we're running out of time Greg so let's make it quick
5: Ah oh, you're right Gordon I've been
13: hanging sorry, about here for Greg, 10 Sorry
14: minutes. sorry <laughs> <laughs> No bother at all No listen I was listening to the last call there that come on in. every Celtic fan that comes on they seem to I hope they've better with their club but then they've got to revert back to talking about Rangers. Now, one of the points he made was Rangers with the loan signings coming in and they couldn't afford to get Jamie Murphy on a three and a half year deal. Now, has it ever came across the panel the, the fact that Graham Murphy is only uh, sorry, I'm sorry, Jamie Murphy, sorry, and Graham Murphy is only there for interim manager, he's got a contract till the end of the season. Does it no make sense that they don't sign anybody on big long contracts Because the next manager If Murty doesn't get the job Might not want these guys So is it no good to get them in for a loan signing And then obviously see where that goes uh, Gordon Dale,
2: Gordon Dale, quickly Yeah I do I think it's a good bit of business It doesn't tie you down to three year contracts I think Murthy if he keeps going the way he's going Will eventually get the job And then he can decide where he wants to keep these guys on um, I think it works well for both parties uh, the players and the manager and the club.
1: Greg, time is up, and you, I owe you an apology. That was very short. Feel free to call back tomorrow another time. We'll try and do it all over again because it's that time of the night. You can hear the music playing already. These two have got one to get on the teaser, looking for the 10 loan signings made for Celtic by Ronnie Dyla and Brendan Rogers. Tim and Key, some of the other guys on Twitter, have, have got it. Mm. Gives I've a clue One to get. Gives a clue. Well, it was a Ronnie Dyla loan signing. I told you that. <laughs> Uh, he didn't do too much
11: mm-hmm.
1: uh, right. he, like most he's one of most He's one of these ones Who are a bit like Ibui Kuwasi, There was a bit of a debate About what was his first name And what was his second name Oh I know who um, <laughs> That's the best clue I can give you I think The boy
2: that came for uh, His club was Ruben Kassan wasn't it I can't remember his name Oh, what, it, oh
1: it, we're really running at times wait, You better, guys, you better wait, think of his name Sort of midfielder oh, Played wide like at times like oh, I can't remember his, Ghanaian. his name Ghanaian No I don't know his name Ghanaian no. uh, From was Ghana his,
2: it start with
1: Cheers <laughs> It depends what way It's either WM Or MW As I said Bit of a debate About Wiccaso. which way oh, He's done When oh, he does it Mubarak Wiccaso. Well done Well done to Gordon DL Thanks to Gordon Dale And Mark Wilson For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's show And a big thanks as always To you for listening At home Hugh Keevans And DJ here from 6 tomorrow